1: Welcome, everybody. Lunch hour here with Dark Delight with Jim Price, your host. Thank you guys so much for being here. Again, it's your lunch hour, so let's try not to make you nauseous or feel a little woozy with the movement of everything that we have going on today. Again, this is this is the world we live in, so we have to be aware, we have to talk about things, I'm going to point out the obvious. And uh, you know your potato-in-chief who spent his um, his campaigning time in his basement with a nice you know, leafy background, and then when he went out to go and do his rallies with the six-foot circles that were six foot away from each other, the 18 people that came to show up to him all had a space to be able to be safe because, you know, the uh, coronavirus, the Mexican beer flu that should have killed us all by now. There should be nobody listening to me at all whatsoever, according to Fauci and Birx, or whatever the scarf lady's name was. And again, I don't care enough about her to really know her name. So whatever. So the problem is is that we have, uh, we have ongoing information that continues to just not get better with age. I was going back through uh, a few things and I was looking for some photos of something and I came across the campaign uh, st- uh, rhetoric that was coming out from the Democrats back in 2019, just prior to the 2020 election. And I was flagged on Facebook and on Twitter and other places that this was factually inaccurate. And the sad part of it is, is that the stuff that I was putting out, the stuff that I had said, was literally, I don't know, you you go with me here. It says I said the Democrat platform for the year of 2020 was socialism, killing babies, raising taxes, open borders, defund the military, take away guns, weaken the economy, defend illegal aliens, suppress free speech, reparations for slavery, remove electoral college. Now, electoral college thing, they've kind of, that's kind of died away a little bit. We haven't really turned it. I shouldn't have said it out there. It's like Beetlejuice. You say it too many times, they're going to come back around. But this was back. I, I posted this in the back in the in the early or late twenty nineteen uh, 2019 and the twenty twenty um, election cycle as well. And yet I'm sitting here going, guys, why did you flag me for false information? Why was I having my my spread throttled or shadow banned or whatever when a meme that was put out? that was wildly uh popular on my page at the time was as misinformation i could not put i could not boost it i could not reshare it it was it was being it was uh it was factually inaccurate but guys i don't know which one of these was factually inaccurate i don't it, it's this has not aged well for them you know this has not gotten better with time and here i am reading this to you and this is a meme that i had from 2020 like i said 28 late 2019 to early 2020 and it went around wildly. And again, there's nothing on this list that you can prove wrong. Well, things that don't get better with age is uh, is this one here. Your potato in chief had 1,850 boxes. 1,850 boxes of documents that... <clears throat> may or may not be something he should or should not we you know there's just there's just a lot and so yeah this is this is not a problem right you guys are okay with your potato in chief because again rules don't matter and and here's the sad part of it guys we keep running our our moral barometer and i say barometer this is you know the the little barometer that we used to have that we all used to pay attention to the barometric pressure coming in and out we knew that that there was a storm coming or fair weather coming because the barometric pressure was either going up or coming down. That's all that really was. It was a diaphragm of the atmospheric pressure. That's it. That's all it that's all it was. But at the same time, how we feel, you know, it's kind of like the stock market. How we feel about America, well, you we can see how that is. But the only reason the stock market is actually where it is is because the inflation of the dollar it takes more to buy it so in reality the, the what you see that 32,000 in the in the stock market is absolutely a fake number it's inflated because it takes more US dollars to cover it that's really guys what you're getting well, why why the stock market hasn't crashed is because it takes so much more money to inflate it that's to buy the same thing it was buying yesterday anyway i digress but, uh, as we think about the barometer of things and how we we think about how our moral compass sits, right, or a barometer, how we feel that we, you know we when you're killing a baby that's killing a human being, so we're not going to allow for physical harm to a, another person. We believe your individual liberties and indiv- individual freedoms supersede my feelings, okay, And I have feelings, but I my have, have feelings, but I don't have as many feelings as maybe as some other people do. What I'm saying is is that. I, I feel you know one way, but I also know that you can't hurt someone else. You can't do things to someone else. And I also know that you, know, you have the right to do what you wanna do, and I get that. And there's a slippery slope there where we start saying, well, I wanna tell them what they can and cannot do. I wanna tell them what they can and cannot do. But when I worked for the DOD as a private contractor for almost 18 years, I'm a disabled vet. And uh, later on in life, I went into DOD contracting after spending decades in the construction industry. And, uh, when I had to handle certain documents, I was given, I gave those very specific care to make sure that I saw what I needed to see. And then those stayed in a position, in a place where I knew if someone wanted them back or needed them, that they were where they needed to be. Okay. Not, not just, uh, in my garage next to my, I'm going to say Mustang, cause I'm a Ford fan. And I didn't have them sitting next to my classic Mustang in a box. I didn't have 1800 boxes of it either. The thing is, is that this is this is not this is not this is not where we think of our moral compass of like doing right and wrong. I feel bad. I shouldn't do this. I'm going to make sure that these are these are kept secret and these are where they need to be. And this is a classified or top secret document. I need to make sure that this is handled properly. I'm not going to take it out of a skiff. I'm not going to take it out of a meeting. I'm not going to just put it in my pocket. and Oh, oh crap. Look, I got this. Uh, I got this piece of paper. Oh, well, I'll just put it in the garage with all the others. Here's the problem with this guys is we keep thinking of well yeah you know this is wrong and and you this is just this is a thing remember folks the guy with the gun gets to make the rules that's why they don't want you having a gun the guy who pays the guy with the gun then gets to tell the guy with the gun what to do and we have a, a situation right now where we have the guy with the money telling the guy with the gun don't worry about it these 1800 boxes of information really are not a problem. And so the guy with the gun is like, oh, okay, thanks, bro. And he moves along. Nothing to see here, folks. The sad part of it is, is in my moral barometer, my things, how I think of things, how I, I look at things, I'm saying, listen, there's something wrong here. This cannot be. This is not how it works. This should. These people should be held accountable. And then just like Dave's uh, phone call yesterday, by the way, if you guys want to call in, comment, you know, we could talk it up. Let's do it. Uh, but Dave's comment yesterday is like, Where's the accountability? Well, when the DOJ is getting their paycheck from the, you know, from the American people or from the government, you know, they're going to do what their higher ups tell them to do. And we have now figured out that liberals live in the law. Liberals live in that lawyer space. They live in the judge space. They love living in that area, in that arena, because then they can put their finger on the scales of justice, And so when we look at the Potato and Chief walking around now having found 1,800 boxes, that's 1,850 boxes moving, you know, the the paper boxes, the little fold together boxes where you put documents in, we found only have 1,800 of those, not one of them, not two of them, not 100 of them, 1,850 of them. So to me, that seems like that kind of breaks the threshold of, hey, somebody should do something, right? Now, maybe something is being done and we don't know it. Maybe the potato in chief is really having some sleepless nights. I don't believe so. I think he's got sundowners and that's why you don't see him much out in the evenings. Anyway, my, my compass over here says, or my barometer says, hey, there's a problem here. Over here, they're like, hey, nothing to see. Because they're the ones that are the judges. They're the ones that are the DAs, the prosecutors. They're the ones picking up the cases or not picking up the cases. They get to choose whether they move that file down one. They, what's, what's next on the pile? Oops, well, we'll slide that down. We'll slide that down. We'll slide that down. And I've had personal experience with this. I've seen this happen firsthand, where people are being prosecuted for things that are non-victim crimes, but yet we have an individual who has taken secured documents, which this is a true violation of the law, which is violating us and our safety and our sanctity as a country, and we're being violated. But yet nobody's holding them accountable. So the problem is is that where do you find that justice and this is where the rub comes this is the thin blue line this is the da's the prosecutors and, and so where do we find that justice where do we find that justice that is the hardest question to ask answer right now because the problem is is that any movement forward is considered to be uh subversion or a uh an act of violence towards your country because you're expecting somebody to be held accountable see how they can use that against you so if you don't act it's the same old, same old. If you do act, you get arrested for trying to create justice where you see a fallacy. This is the death circle we're in, this death spiral. It's over and over and over and over again. But until we have constitutional sheriffs, until we have marshals that step up and say that we are no longer going to allow this to happen, these people will be taken into custody, and this will be worked out in the courts the way that the law was written. But again, if we have an interpretive law, if we have DAs and, and judges that want to interpret the law and not work with the law the law the way it's written this is why we get this emptiness every time we think justice should happen we have that emptiness over and over again well guys that was my opening monologue i hope you guys understand where we're kind of going today if you guys have questions or comments don't hesitate to call in i'm jim price of dark life right back
2: Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks and snacks totaling over 2000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv/patriot
0: Tired of supporting Big Pharma? At HoneyColony.com, we understand the importance of choosing products that reflect your beliefs. That's why we offer a wide range of natural and organic products that are good for you and good for the environment. From pure honey supplements, skincare, colloidal silver healers, to immune defense, our products are all carefully selected to ensure the highest quality and purity. And when you shop with us, you can trust that we're a company that cares. We don't just stop at offering pure, naturally sourced products. We also prioritize sustainability. Our products are sourced from Responsible, environmentally conscious sources, and provide chemical-free options for you and your family. Visit us at redpills.tv forward slash honey and shop today.
2: The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401Ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you.
1: Dark to light on the
0: WYSL stations.
1: Nice. All right, Jim Price here. We <laughs> gotta love the intro outros. We try to plan those just right, so thank you so much uh, for that. Uh, I'm Jim Price, of Dark Light Show. Thank you guys so much for coming back here. And again, I don't want to to beat a dead drum. Uh, we know this thing is attitude, and it kind of sounds, you know, just ugly. But what else am I supposed to tell you when it just keeps getting worse for this guy? And this is the guy who supposedly is in charge of the, you know, the the last bastion of freedom. And we're seeing all these connections in the in the Hunter Biden laptop and go on and go on. Well, anyway, let's uh, <clears throat> this is this is another one of these things where we can see where this meme that remember, I had this meme I had that was, you know, oh, you know, this is misinformation. Uh, socialism, killing babies, raising taxes, open borders, defund the military, take away guns, weaken economy, defend. Illegal aliens, suppress free speech, so, uh, reparations for slavery, which obviously California is trying to pull that off, which is the weirdest thing ever. And then removal of the Electoral College. Uh, this is a the GOP governors have called on the Potato and Chiefs administration to delay changing the definition of U.S. waters. Now, huh, um, <clears throat> I, this is this is where you can see that this is not defaulting to freedom. Okay, guys. If you wanted to define, you want to define anything you see in your life right now. And I don't care if you're a dentist or a ditch digger. Um, they, they both, you know, they both have their their necessities. Uh, ditch digging, obviously, guys. We don't have ditch diggers. We don't have water movement. So again, how can you say well, someone, one is less than the other? Uh, at the same time, you need one, the other. Blah blah blah. But here's the problem: when you think about everything you do in your life, are you doing it for selfless reasons or selfish reasons? Well, in politics. It's really easy to find out where these people come on, right, on the scene. You can see where they're, you know, AOC. What has she really done other than tell us that cauliflower is white supremacy when it actually comes from the island of Crete and it has nothing to do with colonialism or anything else? She was also fascinated with the garbage disposal because did you know that in New York they actually outlawed garbage disposals? Why would you do that? Oh, because your pipes are crappy and you haven't kept up with your maintenance. So I have to suffer because you don't know how to take care of your buildings properly. But again, let's just keep doing the same old thing and expecting a different outcome. Anyway, so when you look at people's selflessness or selfishness, that's a way you can really check the barometer of a lot of things, right? You can really see where things are going. And if you can see right now that everything that we're talking about with this uh, quote-unquote administration, the fallacy and what you see this whole thing, you could call it a play, you can call it a movie, whichever you like. However you want to see this, that's that's fine. But there's a problem here. If I have a government that is trying to limit or redefine what water is, or my access to that water, or being able to collect the water from my roof to my to a water barrel to then water my garden so that I'm not taking from the local water supply, I mean, why would the government need to do that? Why? Because they just can't help themselves. Government cannot help themselves, but get bigger. And we're not not—we're not cutting their funding. We're not telling them that they can only have so many police officers or so many water department guys or so many sewer guys. We're not doing that. Every year they're coming back to the well and saying, listen, we need more money. And then if you don't give them that money, they'll go to the news media and say, we're, have, we're having a budget cut. They're cutting our budget. And, I, and I'm not kidding you that the state of Kansas was sued by the school districts with the school district's money that the state had given them to sue the state for more money that the state hadn't given them because they wanted more money. Do you see the death spiral that's in? So it's like your wife taking money out of your account and suing you for a new car that you then get to pay for. That's the dumbest thing in the world. But we have this going on over and over and over again in our world. Now, the government here, and let's just, try, let's just try to get this this article and try to make sense of why the government thinks that they need to define water. Let's, they need to define water. So the Republican uh, Governors Association sent a letter uh, to the Biden administration officials to delay the implementation of the revised Water of the United States rule, WOTUS, W-O-T-U-S. With the RGA, uh, what the, with which the RGA said, it, it creates new bureaucracy hurdles at the state level only for the court's decision to potentially render them moot. So I guess the Supreme Court is getting involved in this. Why do I think the Supreme Court already did something like this with the whole, was it South Carolina or North Carolina uh, thing where the EPA has no authority in the states? I thought we've already had this discussion. But we're going to have, again, some more bureaucracy reaching down into your pocketbook and to say, listen, we just need a little bit more. If you just give us a little bit more, it'll be better this time. This time it'll be better. I promise we won't just, you know, spend this money wildly on nothing that we asked for it. You know, we we say we're going to spend it on water, but let's just send it over to Ukraine instead. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, because, oh, by the way, um, that whole scandal in Ukraine, we're going to have to talk about that. The scandal in Ukraine is really coming apart. The whole FTX money thing, and then the, yeah, that's not getting better with age. The All right, so the WOTUS definition has been uh, under scrutiny for nearly 12 years. Oh, I'm sorry, 20 years. And you, uh, your uh, the administration's rule only further complicates the effort to create, uh, the, let's see, let's see, create, certainly, un, uh, I'm messing this up already because it doesn't make sense. The problem is exacerbated by this. Sp- the pending Supreme Court ruling, the final WOTUS rule <laughs> released during the holidays, is concerning in terms of timing, subsidence, and process. Mm. So the governors who criticized the lack of clarity by changing the rule to multiple times, oh, I'm sorry, they changed it multiple times in six months. So they've been going in and just messing around with this ruling. So that's why we're we're going to have to have this breakdown of this whole thing, right? Um It says, defining WOTUS, Uh, the case Sackett versus Environmental Protection Agency is a long-running dispute over the Environmental Protection Agency's justification using a standard from a prior Supreme Court ruling. A 2006 Supreme Court rule uh, held the CWA that uh, that, uh, does not regulate all wetlands. So the CWA does not regulate all wetlands, but lacked details as to why according to the petition. So this is about again, this is about water rights. What is what what is wetland, what isn't a wetland. Uh the challenge was brought by two Idaho um homeowners, Michael and uh Chantel Sackett after they were notified that they needed a permit for construction on their property because it had it was considered a wetland. Now folks this is somebody's property and now the government is saying, well, you can't build here because it's a wetland. So, and, but the problem is is the de- what the definition of a wetland is really interpretive. And this is where bureaucracy. Th- this is just right here. This defines everything when I talk about there's too much government. It's too big. This thing is. A- so <clears throat> I always talk about return on investment and in a lot of things I do. And I work with businesses and other things. And we talk about ROI, right? Return on investment. What is the return on an investment with the EPA into these people's lives and making the world a better place? It's 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 a it's a question. The Sackets owned a vacant lot in Priest Lake, Idaho. Uh, it's mostly built-out residential subdivision, according to the original uh, Scotus filing. Not uh, the lot has no surface water connection to any body body of water. In April 2007, the local permit in hand, the Sackets began building a house, uh, but later that year. Uh, the Environmental Protection Agency sent them administrative compliance order determining that their home construction violated the Clean Water Act. So who went and used our government against their neighbor because they didn't want their neighbor building a house or whatever it is on something? This is what this sounds like. Sounds like someone went and did a nana boo boo to the EPA, sick the EPA on him, and said, hey, you're violating Water Act. Even all these other structures are probably doing the exact same thing. But again, what's the return on investment? How big is too big with government? So if I have, let's say our economy is $100, how much of that $100 should be government? How much should we pay our, of that $100? How much, should we, how much should the government be? Like $5 of it, $10 of it, $20 of it, $90 of it? The problem is, is if you really get down to the brass tax of your paycheck, you lose about 30 some percent just right out the gate on the weekly paycheck. But then you also go down the gas pump and you pay another 30-some percent in tax. And then you go in into the grocery store and, and you buy some food and there's another 7 or 8% tax. But remember, the manufacturing and the labor that it took to get those products to you for you to pay the 30% on gas or the 8% on food, those were all taxed as well. Including the farmer with property tax and fuel tax. And then the profit tax he made on the wheat or the grain that he sold to the, to the company who then made the food for you in the convenience store. Guys, when we say that we're only taxed about 30%, we're lying to ourselves. The multiplicity of the tax on from us from layer to layer to layer to layer has created the EPA going in and doing something ridiculous as in going after these people who have already started the permit process and have already started the construction of their home. And now suddenly they're in violation of. Well, you're a little late to the dance, aren't you? And yet you're going to come in and now use the full force of the government to go in and say, listen, you're going to do as we say. Because we got trillions of dollars to use against you, and as unlimited lawyers, unlimited judges to side with us in any way we want. What's the return on your investment? What is the limit for you on government? What's the percentage? That's a question they have to ask. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Jim Price here on Dr. Light. We got a commercial break coming up, but we're we'll back here in just a few minutes.
0: Black
1: water keep rolling all fast, just the same. Oh black water, keep on rolling. Miss the Moon, won't you keep on shining on me? Oh black water, keep on rolling. Miss the Moon, won't you keep on shining on me? Oh, black water, keep on rolling. Mississippi Moon,
0: won't you keep on shining on me?
1: Dark to light on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to Dark line. I'm Jim Price, your host. Thank you guys so much for tuning in during your lunch hour. And I'm trying to keep it. at just, I don't know. I'm trying to keep upbeat. I really am, folks. I mean, this is not, I'm not going out here looking for like, oh, how can I make people just feel icky inside? This is not my job. I want to be able to say, listen, things are okay. We're doing all right. And we are. No, no, no. Let, let me do this. Let me do this for you here. Full stop. We are doing an amazing job amazing job at moving forward with information getting people to realize that there are things going on in the world around them that they need to be fully aware of we're doing a great job we really are can we do more yes do we need to do more yes are we in a in a battle of our lives yeah absolutely but you know what that's okay that's okay to be in a battle it's okay to be out there fighting it makes you alive if you're just gonna sit around and drink tea all day you're gonna get lethargic. You're gonna let other people make decisions for you. And I think that's kind of how we got here. So getting in the fight, you know, it gets you a little agile, it gets you thins you down a little bit, it gets your mind going out there. So that's okay. And that's a good thing, right? So um, <laughs> well, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and read this next article, and I know it won't make you feel good and won't make you warm and fuzzy, but I think folks around them, you know, Buffalo, Batavia, Rochester, all those areas up in you guys up there listening. You might want to know what's going on just uh, <clears throat> right there at the border. Illegal, crosses, illegal crossings soar 743% at the U.S. Canadian border as migrants' crossing worsens. Illegal border crossings have soared to more than sevenfold in the United States Border Patrol, uh, sw- uh, sw- wait, uh, Swanton sector officials say they're saying that they've had a almost 800 percent increase the u.s uh, Customs and Border Patrol uh said in a statement uh between October 1st of 2002 and December of 2022 uh the Swanton sector recorded an increase uh, in apprehensions and encounters of around seven hundred and forty three percent compared to the same period in 2021 why did they oh I think they uh miss I think they mistyped that it was supposed to be October 1 of 22. It can't be over, you know, we're not going to do that. We're not going to say it was 20 years because that doesn't make sense. Uh, uh, So far, this fiscal year in 2023, which began in, oh, here we go. We got it right. October uh, 1 of 22, the number of apprehensions has surpassed all those logged during the prior year. So wait, so this year, since October 1, up to now. That's So in October 1, okay, by the way, the federal government works in the fiscal year of of uh, October 1 is the beginning of their fiscal year. So if you're in federal contracting and all that, you know that going into Halloween and all that, you got to make sure you get all your contracts turned in and hopefully you got the next you know, cycle of contracts and all that. I worked in that world for almost 18 years. I get it, um, but most people don't understand. They end their book year, end of year is October 1 for the federal government. So that's why they, they gave this date. It's not an arbitrary number they just came up with, but that's their fiscal year. So since October 1 to now, They've had more than they had in the prior year. So that's okay. That's fine. Hey, Canada, I thought you guys were all big, tough guys and like, uh, you know, no, 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 you know, no vaccine people, your vaccine people have to be, or whatever it is. You guys are big on rules and regulations and taking everybody down. But why is it we're having all these border crossings in just this one sector? I mean, this is one area of the Canadian border, by the way, that is the largest border we have, isn't it? And we're not mining the store there. Well, there's no fences or walls. Or I thought we were. I thought me, us, and Canadi- well, Canadians. We were all same, same, right? Like, you know, you you love a freedom, and we love a freedom. But you let I don't know. So anyway, so this is actually a thing at the northern border. So if we do go ahead and bother to secure more of this stuff at the southern border, well, it sounds like we have a leak at the northern border. Uh, just just a thing here uh, amid the jumping illegal crossings, agents. Uh, operating in the sector have continued to encounter family groups with children, some as young uh, as uh, I think that was Miss uh, Oh, <laughs> just being born to several months old. Uh, in December, the Border Patrol agents in the Swanton uh, I'm I'm probably screwing that up Swanton sector sector rescued a group that included a family with small children. Uh, who came uh, became disoriented in sub-freezing temperature as they crossed the border illegally from Canada and the United States. Uh, many people undertaking the perilous trek during uh, freezing winter months are unaware of the dangers posed by the weather and terrain, CBP said. Now, guys, the one thing that always we always worry about, if we want to worry about anything in global like climate change, by the way, we always have to refer back to your you, the New York governor because she is a... She's an expert in this. And obviously, the Buffalo Lake effect snow, you know, that's global warming or something. Uh, By the way, the the way that this whole thing works is we, global warming is not a problem. Global warming is not a problem. Global cooling, uh, human beings cannot handle the cold. We're not good for that. We're not built for that. The heat, we can handle a little bit better. But let me ask you a question. Why is it humans are the only thing on Earth that cannot withstand the environment that they live in? Like we have at birth, we have to immediately be taken care of. But yet a colt or a calf, a duck, a geese, you know, chickens—they they come out. They're pretty much self-sustained. They're pretty much just nailing it on their own. Now sometimes nature takes takes its course and they don't make it. But in reality, most of them just come right on out and do their thing. You know, whales and dolphins and otters and seals—they all just. They do this wildly all the time. No doctors in, involved, no antibiotics. But yet as humans, yeah, I don't know. We're not, I don't know. We're not built for this. I don't know what's what to tell you on that and why that seemed to be a thing. But uh, anyway, so yeah, unfortunately, the transition of the uh, of these people trying to go from Canada to America, they're doing this during the winter months, which is very, very hard on people. They don't realize once your body gets to a certain temperature, it just cannot recover unless it has been aided by, you know, I mean, environment, warm building, warm vehicle, hand warmer, something to that effect. And if people are trying to get here, sometimes they'll do whatever it takes. But this is a problem. This is another problem we're going to have to face with this whole thing. So, yeah, we need more government, don't we? if we if we have, if I had a government that was only doing national security and immigration. We really, if they took the trillions of dollars that they're spending and only just did those two functions according to the Constitution, and they just did those two things, I think we'd have this problem solved, wouldn't we? I mean, that's the only two concentration things they do. Do you guys realize that the city, county, state have duplicate of what the federal government has? So your city has an EPA, your county has an EPA, your state has an EPA, and then the federal government has an EPA. Why do we have redundancies? This is not an airplane. It's not going to fall out of the sky if we don't have enough government. We got to think about that. We don't have. We don't need this. This is not a thing. So uh, let's see. Attacking our leader, uh, leading tech innovators for political gain comes at our peril. Mm, China, China, you gotta love China. China's move to invest more than 143 billion into chip the chip industry should be a warning to every American that we should be supporting, not attacking. Our leading tech innovators. Well, who's attacking them? I don't remember. Did you guys, are you guys attacking them? I mean, are you guys, I mean, I need to know. I mean, are you are you, you're, wait, oh, well, let's find out who's really doing this. For decades, the U.S. created an environment promoting and fostering innovation. Oh, wait, here's the answer. Until our politics became more divided and we lost track of the fact that our tech companies are substantially more than likes and shares. These innovators are the foundation of our economy and the key to our future. So it was politics that did it? Huh. Well, it's kind of like, you know, I don't like Facebook, even though they've been around for 20 years, you know, and they still suck, right? They're not that good. Um, you know, I was okay with Facebook, but then when I found out that it's just a CIA op for them to go in and collect all my photos and data and my birthday and where I was at and what I do, it makes me feel icky inside. And the same thing with Twitter or Instagram or, you know, the, the, all these things that quote unquote track us. And it's, it's a bad thing. So we get this icky feeling. So we don't, we're not fans of them. And then we, we see that, you know, these different tech giants out there putting their fingers on the scale of justice, no different than that meme I read to you guys at the very beginning of the show where Facebook said that was factually inaccurate. I'm a disinformation machine. I'm putting out disinformation. I wasn't. I was giving the facts and it didn't age well. But I don't see, a. I didn't get an a, a, I'm sorry letter from Facebook or Instagram or anybody for you know flagging my post, right? I didn't get that. I didn't get that memo. Or that little hey, we're sorry. Here's a here's a five dollars to a Quick Trip or something. I didn't get that. Okay. So we, when we feel icky about these things, it's because those tech people have gone in and they started just coming into our lives and then trying to tell us how we live. I mean, the Google executive said that well, they're able to at least manipulate anywhere from ten to twenty percent voters. You know, will they can they can manipulate the will of voters just by Google searches? Just by Google searches? But how many other ways are they able to do it? And I talked to an insider. This guy actually used to be a hacker for the CIA. He actually worked on the inside. And he says they can actually create your posts so that when your friends see you, let's say you write out a post, I like cats or I like dogs. Well, they can actually go in and when your image goes out to certain people, they can change the color, the hue of the color. They can change even how the words are seen on the meme or just the statement you made. And you'll never see that because everybody's very private about their phone, right? Oh, look at my stuff here, man. This is mine. And so they'll see that you don't like cats, but that's not what you said. You said, I like cats, but they read it as you don't like cats or you don't like dogs. And this is a real thing. And And I always try to use the analogy. They've got this little egg of you and they can make that egg look nice or bad depending on where they want to move you in society how they want to manipulate you and i had this guy on my show on the radio show what four or five years ago and this is and he's been out of there, been out of the cia for 10 years at that point so 15 years ago they were doing this. so they're touching us whether we like it or not and we wonder why we want to have this mistrust for tech i'm jim price of dr light show we'll be back here in just a few minutes Dark to Light on the WYSL stations. Can't
0: touch this. Can't touch this.
1: Well, guys, it's Jim Price of Dark Delight Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, this is the world we live in, right? Where we have people going out and creating things that we think are safe. And then we find out they're nefarious. Just do no look different than email. You know, email. Okay, first of all, the internet was not invented by Al Gore, and he didn't invent uh, invent climate change. He just he just made a lot of money lying about it, and nobody holds him accountable. I am amazed that these people just live in this world of of absolute lie. But anyway, uh, the internet initially it was supposed to be just about being able to move a file from here to there without having to you know mail it. Right? That was before email. What did we have? Fax machine. Remember, it was like, "Hey, fax it to me." We all thought that was like, wow. Remember all that that thing would... and then it would then it would screw up halfway through. You get a phone call. It would man fax machines. But then we went to internet. Well, then the internet immediately got taken over by bad guys. So there's parts of the internet. and maybe even my folks, I would tell them like, "Well, hey, you we, we, you know, get on the internet." Like, oh, we can't do that. That's there's bad things on there. I'm like, well. You really gotta gotta kind of look for it. If you're not, you know, you, you you know, you you don't have to see the bad stuff. You can go find the good stuff. But anyway, one of the things that has been coming up lately, and I have actually become a fan of Jordan Peterson. A lot of people haven't given him the time of the day because you know they feel he's a little bit this or that about the hierarchy of the family unit and that, you know, a, a father, you know, centered, you know, family uh, dynamic and how the father is the head of the home and, and other things like that. Masculinity is a good thing. And that the meek, the word meek is actually a defined word that means it's someone to put on the ble- uh, breastplate of righteousness, holding the shield and and sheathing the sword, knowing that they could take a life at any time and knowing they have that discernment. And and, and the thing is, is to be someone that's meek is does not mean to be someone who's a coward or, fragile or weak. It's actually just meaning someone who has the discernment to know when you are to take a life or not take a life to act or not to act. And that that was kind of some of the things that people got a little, you know, little uh, sideways with their mom. The problem is, is he's actually been very factually accurate, but here's something that I'm really impressed with lately. And I'm going to try to end this on a positive note. That's where I'm trying to go with this. So Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson is going to set up a pro human alternative to The WEF. Okay? So professor of psychology and public speaker Jordan Peterson has announced the formation of an international consortium that would serve as a kind of populist alternative to the elite World Economic Forum. This is a good thing. I mean, this is this is what we need. See, this is what we've been talking about. Like, how do we counter this stuff? How do we fight about back against this? And Jordan Peterson is actually. the canadian government the 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 people who hold his license remember the cool kids club no different than the bar association the british accredited register that attorneys work under and if you didn't hear that yes british accredited register the bar association if you do not play within the rules of their association you will not be a bar associated attorney they can kick you out of the cool kids club well it's similar to what they're trying to do to jordan peterson out of canada cuz he's actually a canadian citizen and that's where he has his 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 uh, doctor license, I don't know how they, what they call it there, but I'm sure it's something very fancy. Uh, Peterson laid out his plan in an appearance on the Joe Rogan podcast, telling him that an inaugural event of the group is being planned on the cusp of the October, uh, October, ni- uh, October November 2023 20, in, no- in London. So in 2023, October, November, somewhere in their area in London, he's going to go ahead and do his inaugural event. I would love to be there. I would absolutely go. I would love to find a way to be in uh, in London, which again if they make me take to the government chemical, I'm not going to go. Uh, but anyway, around 200 businesses, cultural and political uh uh figures will be invited to take part in the consortium. I hope I'm one of them. I don't know if I can make the list, but I would fight to get there. Um uh adding that his that that he wants the discussion open to the public and membership in the organization to be as broad as possible. That would put particular uh that was put participation at a similar scale to the WEF recent meeting in Davos. So he's saying, hey, he wants it to be open, he wants people to be involved, he wants people to be there, he wants to give them an alternative to then eating crickets and trying to say that fans are gonna be the answer to your future. Guys, we this is this is we need this. We need this. And it's going to be a bumpy road. There's going to be scandals, there's going to be people pointing fingers at things, but at least we have someone who's willing to take their popularity and put themselves out there and make a difference. See that? That's that's what we should we all need to get in behind this stuff. And instead of going, "Well, you know, I don't like what you said about blah blah blah." Don't do that. The internal fighting in which conservatives like to, to participate in is absolutely destroying us. Conservatives tend not to be outspoken, but when we're outspoken, we really kind of tend to pick on each other, because again, we just, I don't know we just do that, and I don't know we don't have to. We're, we're better than that. Uh, Peterson said that a core idea of the consortium, which does not yet have an official name, will be to provide an alternative vision of the future. Perfect. An alternative to that kind of uh, narrative that has been put forth by the WF. This is great. Um, so this has been, again, this is an essential part of what we need to do. The Great Reset, which has been associated with the um, controversial slogan, you'll have nothing and you'll be happy. Again, I'm not cool with that. I'm not cool with the idea that we have somebody in a far, far away land trying to make an organization. And I've said this with Josh, like, we need to create an organization. Let's just create an organization. You know, the WEF is just an organization that was created in 1971 by Klaus Schwab. Why can't we just create an organization that says, hey, no way? Well, I think uh, Jordan Peterson may have heard me, and I I hope he did. Or maybe someone got to him or he just came up with on his own that he's going to create a counter to the WEF, which is absolutely necessary because if we don't have an opponent, the WF doesn't have an opponent, then they're going to be wildly doing whatever they want. They're not going to have to do any self-reflection. And that's why when you tell children, dogs and the government, no, they do self they do self-inflection. They they figure out what it, why was I told no and maybe I'm going to do it so I don't have to be told no anymore. Maybe I'll correct my behavior. Well, this is what we do here. We create a counter to the WF and hopefully they'll correct their behavior. If not, we'll just become bigger than them. And we say, no, we're not going to play your game. Move along, sir. We enjoyed the, the hilarity of you telling us we're going to eat crickets, and no. By the way, how do you harvest crickets? Is there like a cricket farm where you go around and you're like scooping up crickets and you know which ones are good and which ones are bad? Mm, I love this one. I don't love that one. Do I want with salt with pepper? I don't, anyway. Ugh. All right, so um, critics of the Great Reset say it's an attempt by an international organization to undermine national sovereignty. Well, it absolutely is. We should have sovereignty within our own property as individuals, within our own city, with our own county, within our own state, and the federal government. And every time you go down closer to us, it gets stronger. Our sovereignty should be absolute. We should not have to hesitate to worry about what our property is going to be taken away from us for not paying taxes on property that should be ours. Why are we paying rent to our government for a property that we bought? Why is it? Well, it's for the fire department and all that. Well, we didn't have it before. We didn't have it for all the hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of years that we've been on this earth. And why is it just in the last hundred years that we think it's absolutely necessary? All they're doing is spending it wildly on nothing that we've asked for. It doesn't take that much money to create the fire department or the police department. It's all the other bureaucracies that you're trying to pay for that we don't want and we don't need. And that's the silly part of this. We keep going, well, we're all socialists because we got this and that. Actually, no, they're forcing it upon us. When you can only get your water from one source, you can only get your power from one source, you can only get your fire protection from one source. Again, that is not, that's not a free market. I'm a free market man. I'm not a capitalist. I'm not a socialist. I'm not a communist. I'm a free market, and then we all should be thinking that way. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Dr. Light Show. It's been fantastic having you guys here for the lunch hour. It's been great to see you guys. We're going to be back again tomorrow with a two hour show on Wednesday. I'm Jim Price on Dr. Light. We'll see you guys tomorrow.